0: I would eventually come to find out why Lockwood had been called to Craigstow. It seems that our empress had more than just a thank you in mind. Of course, Luther jumped right into what he and Pickleson do best. Investigate.
1: So Lockwood would pick up quite quickly that this is kind of an uneasy situation where you have something from Garia all the way down here in the capital.
2: Okay. So, all things considered, the body shouldn't have shown up, or shouldn't have... Somebody could have died upriver. But it's... Yeah, we'll, we'll find out more information. But it, it sounds like it's a fresh kill near the, the spot where it shouldn't be, and washed up. Right? Am I understanding that right? That's correct. Okay.
1: And the Empress would go on to explain...
3: The thing that concerns me the most is currency could create a diplomatic incident with Garia, and this occurring immediately after my coronation is worrisome. There is no reason I can think of that a man should be carrying Garyan currency in our mountains. Okay, your
2: majesty, is it one of those things where it, was the body particularly waterlogged or was it fresh? I, I hate to use those words.
3: No, it's okay, I understand what you mean. Yes, the guards reported to me that it was a ghoulish sight. The body was ripped and torn as it had flown down the river for quite a ways before landing here.
2: Okay, so it wasn't traditional means of death, but more like wild animals, perhaps.
3: It could have been, from what they're saying, but really, any signs of what the cause was were stripped away by washing down the river. It's my understanding that it was barely recognizable as a person.
2: Okay, but the key the key defining factor is the Karian currency, and if the word gets out, then that would say, oh incident of some sort. I see. Or at least cast doubt, which is enough of an incident that that is not needed right now.
3: I don't think I need to tell you that Garia has always coveted our land.
2: Oh, no, no, no.
3: It makes it quite uneasy that this happens months into my reign. I don't know if they're perceiving any weakness, and I wish to give them no illusion that I'm even concerned about this. Which is why we're out here. I trust everyone in there explicitly, but at the same time, one can't be too careful.
2: And that is... He, like, glances around. And he's like, I understand.
3: So what I'm specifically asking of you is to lead a small expedition force that we have prepared into the mountains and investigate whatever is happening up there.
2: Okay. Do you mind if I... Am I... Is the body in a place where I can see it before we leave? So we can at least examine that before we depart.
3: Yes, Captain Chelsea can make arrangements for that. She is the leader of the special force of six Merchant Marines tasked with assisting you.
2: Okay, my man is uh, very versed in um, traveling in the bush. So I think his expertise will be invaluable. Is there a time frame that you I have- I would like
3: the matter resolved as quickly as possible. An air of secrecy will only last so long, and I need to know if Garyar is making some kind of play, or if this is just a sheep sheepherder from the north who got lost.
2: I could understand that. That makes perfect sense to me. All right, I understand your concerns. We will do the best that we can.
3: If possible, I would like you to leave on the expedition by morning. Oh,
2: okay. I think I can, I can manage that. A question... I know that you've had your advisors and you've discussed about things. What should I tell my family? Because I am staying with my cousin. They're going to ask questions and I can be evasive as if- I should
3: have specified. We've made a room here for you for the evening. All the arrangements have been made so that you can leave. We would prefer to avoid any questions altogether. Hmm. You've
2: done your research, haven't you?
3: I like to be prepared.
2: Hmm. So you know that if I don't say anything- at the very least, I'm behaving like I always behave and do my own thing, and then that works. All right, so I can play into that. Oh, and how is your uncle doing? If you don't mind me asking.
3: I believe he's fine, thanks to you. Okay,
2: I just just wanted to make sure because I didn't know if... Uh, we, we got out quick enough that we got separated once we were free from that ghastly situation and uh, just wanted to make sure that uh, he was okay. No one obviously was going to tell me.
3: I heard he was right back at the palace the next day. He sent word of his gallant rescuer, and that sparked my interest in having your help. Well,
2: all right Well, it's been a... I'm glad to know that he's doing well.
3: I feel I should specify one final thing. You will not be travelling with anyone in uniform in order to be your own expedition, and you are to keep this matter as private as possible.
2: Oh, okay. Very well, I understand.
3: Is there anything else that I can do for you or that, that you need from us? Now, as I said, Captain Chelsea has been tasked with this, You'll meet her in the courtyard down below. The handlers will take you there after here, and you can use her as a resource. She's been briefed, and she'll be the best assistant she can be. Oh,
2: absolutely. I'm totally used to that kind of situation, so...
3: Yes.
1: And she tucks in under your arm and kind of turns you back towards the door.
2: Mm-hmm. So he goes back, pushes it open, and leads her through
1: it. And you head back to your spot 20 or so paces away from the center, and she sits back on the throne and...
3: Thank you, Lord Lockwood, for your time today. I appreciate you looking into this matter.
1: Of course, Your Majesty. It's it's an honor to serve. And the, the handlers take a step in and open the doors, and you exit. And the doors swing closed behind you with a... There isn't much of an opportunity to brief Penny at the moment. Okay. Uh, you are being led. You, you have a quietish moment while you're down the hall. You're being okay. led to the courtyard. What would you like to convey to Penny? What's that conversation
2: sound like as you guys are walking out to the courtyard? Oh, I absolutely was going to jump straight into that. Yeah. (laughs) So who's with us right now, the handlers? You have
1: have about three handlers with you. One of them introduced himself as a handler, but he carries himself very much like a guard or some kind of military. Mm -hmm. And so one's in front leading you,
2: two are behind you. So silent communication. Uh Silent communication is we have a big fish. Normal talking is, so, um, Penny, my man, we uh, Pickleson, I'll say, I can, can't see, you won't use Penny in public like <laughs> that in this situation, uh-huh. so it'd be Pickleson. So we Uh Pickleson. We are going to go investigate the body that the uh, Empress had mentioned. Oh. So uh, I'm going to need you to be uh, extra vigilant, sir. Well, I think your sister would be most pleased, and I think your mother especially, knowing that Princess gathered you here just to thank you. That's quite an honor. As a big fish, we got a job, didn't we? Mm-hmm, yeah. And then in, in character, how, excuse me, uh, vocally, he's like, I agree. It's, it was a very nice uh, story that she was telling me out uh, on the balcony, it was very, uh, it's a very personal moment when she was telling me how her uncle was doing, and that he's safe and and that he's in good spirits and good health. And then, in sign language or in our in our communication type, it's um political incident going to need to go into the bush. So we're we're heading through. I think that's about as much information as you can safely uh-huh. Uh-huh. even with of communication. It's not like a full on. Conversation language. So you
1: all are actually led up a level. Most would assume that a courtyard is down a level, but this is a tall, kind of um, narrow palace. And so, again, relatively, it's still large and opulent and very open, and all of that. Many times, of people that are here could fit in here. Uh, and an uh, opening there, you see a kind of semicircle cobblestone courtyard that's been in there that's been made and there's a stone wall that is reminiscent of like a castle wall to it but still not really serving the the purpose of what those uh, castle walls would be it's a about waist height or whatever and it looks out and you can see kind of through the same stonework, the limestone work that makes up the whole palace there's a couple of carriage houses the the carriage that brought you is presumably parked inside one There's a bit more livestock kind of milling about some stables basically around here. And in the center stands a tall and slender woman in a jacket, a waistcoat, and some trousers with a wide-brim, almost cowboy-like hat
2: on. Similar to the one that Pickleson always wears? Yeah, I think Mm -hmm. Yeah, Does she have her her, uh, rank
1: anywhere? The, The thing that... Both of you would notice immediately is that she is not dressed in uniform.
0: Mm-hmm. So
2: this is oh, so she holds herself like she's in uniform. Though.
1: She is standing at attention, <laughs> but she is not in uniform, and so her arms are, I think, clasped behind her back, maybe, mm-hmm. um, but mm-hmm. very straight and very proper.
2: The name was Chelsea, right, Captain Chelsea, Captain Captain Chelsea. Gotcha. Yep. So when we approach, you, Captain Chelsea, Lord Lockwood, at your service.
0: I'm pleased to meet you, Lord Lockwood. Thank you for coming. Absolutely. I would prefer you call me Annika on this venture. Annika. All
2: right, well, you can call me Luther.
0: I've been instructed not to use rank or insignia. We are to be discreet. Mm-hmm.
2: So the handlers that are with us are, are cleared for this information? Yeah. Well,
1: she waited until it was clear enough to kind of...
2: Oh, okay, okay, yeah, okay.
1: They They kind of dropped you off in the courtyard. You've approached and they've given you some space to it. So she's... She's not broadcasting, but she's not at the same time Mm -hmm. necessarily being as careful as Lockwood might have been from the Empress's instructions.
0: Anyway, it's nice to meet you. I can introduce you to the rest of the team later. They're out packing the Mm -hmm. mules and the horses.
2: Okay, and we are leaving in the morning, right?
0: Yes, that was the Empress's wish that we leave by morning. Excellent.
2: Um, What time in the morning would you like to depart?
0: To make it up the mountain where it's safe to camp, we'll have to leave just before dawn. I have arranged a location at the edge of the city that we'll be heading to this evening.
2: Okay. Can we, uh, see the remains of the individual and their belongings?
0: The belongings I can arrange for you. However, the remains themselves are a couple weeks old at this point, and I believe they have been disposed of.
2: Okay. Okay. Do you... Can you tell me what it looked like? I mean, I, I asked the Empress, so it was ghastly, but I figure you might have not told her all the
0: details? We do not really hide anything from the Empress. However, I can tell you that most of the bones were broken. The nose was missing. And it looked as if it had tumbled in the river for a while before coming over Gale Falls. Oh,
2: okay. So when you said that the man was torn apart, you literally mean torn apart.
0: It had clearly been in the water for some time. There were a few large gashes across the chest, but it was impossible to tell what caused them. They were in the water so long that it did away with most of the clues.
2: Hmm. And, well, and the belongings that were made, so... That's why I want to see them. Somewhere to start, with a hypothesis, something that we might need before we get up there, so we at least have an idea of what we might be looking for.
0: Yes, I will get that arranged. Let's head to that stable there first, then I'll introduce you to the team later.
2: I do appreciate that.
0: Follow me.
1: Of course.
2: Hmm.
1: Falls a step. Yeah. She turns in step and starts almost marching.
2: Mm-hmm. Does he turns to Penny, is he kicking into marching? Uh, no. I think he's been out of the service long enough that he knows that uh, if we're going to be incognito, that we at least need to not walk in step. Yeah, that's true. So we're following her. We know that since she was open about things that he can now be open to Penny a little bit more about things. Uh-huh. To catch you up, my good man. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Basically, that we're trying to avoid a political incident with the body and the situation. So, we just need to investigate the situation up in the mountains, see what we can find mm-hmm. out. We have a team, the captain is leading that team, and we have some Marines that are coming with oh. us. Oh, well, good. You've had a cool. good introduction into some Marines recently. So, oh, uh, you, you should be good. Yeah, I think so. I think that was a brilliantly. Well-fated idea. We will be staying at the palace, or at least where they want us to in the town. Uh, we will not be going back to uh, my cousin's place. Unfortunate. That was how unfortunate. Yes, um, we are to also be incognito. Ah, won't be a problem. I'll need you dressed down. Your expertise are going to be invaluable. It's... Ah, it's mountain bush, a little bit different, but you know the bush is the bush is, is the bush. It should all be fine. It'll be fine.
1: There's a short-ish walk while you have this conversation to one of the further carriage houses, and she cracks the door and says,
0: First things first, we have made arrangements for your clothes and you are to change here. Huh? There's a room on the other side of this wall. Huh? I'll bring the belongings in there where you can examine them. Oh, thank you very much. Please stay here after you change.
2: And she closes the door. Absolutely. Why do they think that I'm not going to stay here? I see your reputation has preceded you. Has preceded me. (laughs) In a lot of ways. Like they're changing while they're talking,
1: obviously. There's a little knock on the the door on the inside further in to the carriage.
2: Okay. So the belongings are in here?
1: So yeah. So you guys are basically in like a, a changing room. I mean, it's really a storage room that's been converted to have some clothes for you to change into. And then there's another door further in to the building. So basically it's clear that they aren't bringing things out into the daylight so to speak there's a private room where you can look at this stuff but it's definitely more stable like than actually like examination room or anything like that
2: okay that's cool what was the name of the the currency again
1: garian the Republic of garia and garia is an oh, island right. to the northwest of you all right so he's gonna
2: lean into pickleson on that so we're gonna be looking at the, the obviously the belongings of the person that fell f- from the <laughs> waterfall you heard the concern is is that the 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 currency on the person was from Garia the island yes and that's obviously a possible political situation it's why the Empress is <laughs> wanting to have us resolve the situation at least figure out what's going on I knew I've been out of you know standing and political paying attention since I don't do it anymore, but are we on good terms with Garia, or at least neutral terms with Garia? It's it's no, no. It's more like a, it's a political tension. We still at a ceasefire with Garia. So it's like being with my mother. I like your mother, just not related. No, oh. oh. yeah, but yes, it's more of a ceasefire. It's one of those things where she just got into her mm-hmm. term. And to her rule, and if this turns into something it shouldn't, then that can lead to issues. And she doesn't want to present a, you know, a weak front. So what I want to find out is what exactly was this man carrying, and let's see if we can figure out if there's anything that a man from Garia even shouldn't be carrying, or up in the north. You just need to take a look, rule out whether it, he is in fact Garian at all. Okay. Well, the potty's already been dealt with, but I'm curious how many pieces of currency they've got on there. Uh, things of that nature. When they were describing the man, and how he was dead- What? Don't tell me you're gonna start going into the bush to discuss stories about this, are you? No, I'm going back to a gala that we just had where there was large dogs and wolf things, and a man dressed in a- that's, yeah, okay, that's a fair point. I'm just saying that- I mean, they were very large wolves. Large wolves? Large man. At a place, pelts. Yes, yes. But he didn't sound Garian mm-hmm. or look Garian. No, he speaking that old tongue. Uh, uh. So, anyways, are we ready? Oh, yeah. Where did they get these clothes? Don't ask questions. You don't want to know the answers. No, I, to. I, I want a hat. I'm going to need her hat. Hmm. I'm sure you're going to get a hat. Another pistol, maybe a rifle. You're going to get your weapon. Can you even use a rifle? What? But of course, I can use a rifle. <laughs> Uh, that's fair boy. Okay, fine, yes. I think we should um, you yeah,
1: know, lead the way. Good man. As you come in, it's been enclosed so that prying eyes can't see, so it's rather dark, lit by a few lanterns, and there's a table in the middle, stacks of hay off to the side, and it's clearly a converted stable room. Standing at one end of the table with her arms crossed is Captain Chelsea, mm-hmm. and slightly behind and to her left is is biggie from the tavern
2: <laughs> oh hey so what do we dress like for lack of a quicker description cowboy guard okay so yeah, that's fair yeah. that makes more sense okay cool i'm following yeah. okay so you've got
1: you've got the shirt you've got a vest you've got a a jacket or a coat on there uh, and this is the same as captain chelsea and everyone they okay. they they've okay. picked some kind of ranching profession to mm-hmm. mimic with the clothing uh, hats are provided mm-hmm. i don't know that they're to pickleson's liking but the the full attire has been provided to to look the part okay okay and then captain chelsea as you guys come in kind of nods back over his shoulder says, this
0: is my best sergeant gerwin wallace gerwin for this venture he'll be coming with us ah,
2: we met Gerwin we met <laughs> Gerwin <laughs> I was like oh no Nicholson goes <laughs> right up to him and grabs both his big arms and goes ah, it's good to see you Biggie I'm glad that see I am so glad that you're on this I feel so much better <laughs> uh, are these the
1: other men that were at the table too I there's nobody else in the, the oh, okay. room right now okay. so uh, just a season te- you'll, you'll have four more to meet and I imagine that they were all the ones sitting at the table but at the moment it's just Boy, the two this would be
2: really awkward if it wasn't uh-huh. if, if we did get into a fight with
1: oh. <laughs> well you flipped the story point and was like i can work this in uh-huh. i hadn't had that plan before uh spread out before you on the table is not a lot you've got a handful of gold coins mm-hmm. you've got a water logs and leather journal some kind of tool kind of covered in mud how'd you describe his clothes again the clothes you're wearing
2: or the, 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 what, the, the, what he was wearing
1: oh the, what he the, was, wearing, what the the, body was wearing i hadn't described them yet oh, okay. but basically you've got a uh you've got a pair of trousers with some suspenders ripped to shreds you've got a shirt as well that is torn apart it's got red splotches here and there all mm-hmm. over it
2: are these more modern is this modern wear or is this wear. yeah is it yeah
1: it's definitely laborer wear okay it's not aristocratic in any way but i don't know that it stands out as particularly different than just
2: something somebody would wear okay so lockwood's gonna go over to pickles and just put a hand on his shoulder and be like well, why don't you take a look at the clothes i'm gonna examine the the money and let's start there then you can we can lead to the journal next so he goes over to the money and starts counting out the money is he's looking to see if these are fake pieces of gold, if they're real gold, if the mints on them are all correct, if there's anything weird about them, the number of pieces as well.
1: Yeah, and I think that the currency itself has been kept in a leather pouch that was tied closed, which is probably why it's still findable. And so they they spilled it out a little bit, but left the pouch beside that's clearly waterlogged and not doing great. But uh, you... Are able to pick up and and look at the the currency. Let's let's do a roll okay. to see how much additional information to give.
2: So streetwise or what? Dealer's
1: choice. You can you can perceive. You can courtwise. You can streetwise.
2: You can. It will it'll flavor the information. I will definitely go for education then because I've got two ranks in that. Okay. What's the difficulty? Easy with a setback. Hey, three successes, two advantages. Excellent. Finally something going in the right direction.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right, three successes. You were able to tell that the coins are real gold. They are stamped with the proper seal and minting and are for the appropriate currency. They aren't
2: counterfeit, they're not made to be be more than they are. Okay, the two advantages, I wanna see if I can spin these this way. Can you tell me if the amount of currency that's in this pouch rings a bell yeah for
1: two advantages the amount that you have in your hand is several days wages worth if not maybe a month's wages and it's a bit more walking around money than your average laborer would have Hmm. there's no copper silver or other coins just gold Um. just gold
2: interesting and that's unusual in this time and day i would think
1: so gold is worth a lot which is what, why it stands out you only have a small handful of coins but you could buy quite a lot with what you have in your hand and most people deal with silver coins or even copper coins okay you know the the drinks you guys bought last night were probably like a half copper kind of situation they they were not expensive
2: uh, i got you yeah that was my question that i wrote down is why is a peasant. Holding gold. This guy was well paid for whatever he was, which is why it's also one of those I'm sorry, what? Okay, so he's gonna chime in while he's looking over these things like, like he normally does with Bickelson, but where the other two can hear. He's like, hmm, okay, so it looks like all the gold is real. All the mints match. No altercations there, so this definitely isn't fake gold. Interesting though, he looks over to the captain. It's about a month's wages. That's a lot of carrying-around money for somebody who, by all tits and purposes, is dressing like a peasant. Plus, there's no, there was no... there doesn't seem to be opens up the leather pouch, doesn't seem to be any copper or silver. This is a very odd situation, but something to take note of. I think we're looking at, at the very least, someone either... well, I mean, even if you were stealing from other people, like a robber okay, you would get silver and copper. This is really unusual, but we should take note. I think Pickleson, he starts arranging it, putting it back into as close to semblance of a body to see what the forensics on it would be like, where things would be ripped and where things would be torn on the body itself. If the clothes are damaged, Chances are the body would be damaged there too. So he puts the trousers with the suspenders and the shredded shirt all back into a semblance. And he'll probably even grab the the money pouch and wonder where the money pouch would have been held on the
1: person. Captain Chelsea speaks up as you're fumbling with the pouch and she points out to a spot.
0: You can see here, Penwise, that the pouch was secured inside the waistband. It was well and truly sewn in and remained in place despite tumbling over the falls. After cutting it free is when we found the Garian coins.
1: So it was it was tied to the trousers, but on the inside. Uh-huh. That makes sense.
2: Is that
0: common, holding money on the inside
1: of the trousers? The trousers have pockets. Oh. With that much money, it might be common, but trousers have pockets. Let's do a hard with a setback roll.
2: Would knowledge athletics, how the human body works? I think we still have medicine. Probably well, we do have medicine. Perception. Perception is fine. Can I get a boost since I have someone who is with us, who saw the body, the captain? Mm, okay. Can I get a boost since I have, since Pickleson has been in the bush and is seen then mm-hmm. torn and ripped apart? I don't think so. Okay. might if I flip? You can flip. Yeah, go for it. Ooh, two hey, successes, hey, hey. four oh, threats. Oh, oh. Goodness. Thinking on the threats
1: we got, and you went perception, is that right? I went uh, survival. You went survival, okay. As you take a closer look, there's a thin metal rod in the waistband uh-huh. near where the pants would uh, buckle that is like a,
2: a piece of flint. Okay, like a little fire steel, which means he's prepared for paying out the bonus. Mm hmm. Is this fire steel more military or is it more peasant use? It's really too damaged to tell. Well, then he starts going through and starts looking for other hidden things in the zippers and checking out the type of buttons that are on it.
1: And there is, the, at the back of mm-hmm. the pants, they seem to have been tied up with some wax string. It's come undone, but
2: it's still kind of tangled up in the back. You mean like they were cinched up, like it was back here for the person or whatever, or are you talking about like something else? Yes.
1: Because <laughs> it's a threat. It's more threat. Yeah. I don't elaborate.
2: Great. Uh, all right, so having constructed it, reconstructed, what does it look like the mechanism of injury could have most likely been? It's... Still too difficult to tell.
1: By looking for survival clues in there, you can see that the shirt and the pants are ripped. Large sections of it are missing. The water damage, I mean, they've dried out Mm -hmm. now, but the water damage has had blotches of what you assume are are blood have like leaked out. You know, the stains Mm -hmm. haven't like set or anything like that. One of the pant legs from the knee down is just missing entirely. And the, the back of the shirt has been ripped into a giant hole.
2: Well, Luther, and I found a uh, fire rod, and um, so this person was prepared for starting a fire. But I, I, there's blood that's been washed out. There's pants were cinched up by rope. There's I'm at I'm at a loss. Who well, have you, I mean, they said it was difficult to figure out anything. That's fine. I mean, it's it's not a lot to go off of. No, but what it is lacking, it is lacking. Coat. Hmm. But the coat itself you think would be even but with a severe amount of lacerations, I think it would still manage to stay on. <laughs> well possibly. His arms were intact. He wanders over to the journal, picks it up. And it's still wet. It's still so
1: pretty soggy, the the leather uh, in particular. But some of the paper inside has dried a little bit. But not much,
2: yeah. Does it look like a standard journal, or is it something just from the outside?
1: Yeah, just from the, the outside, or looking at it, you've got... It's a little bigger than a hand. It's like a little notebook, a journal,
2: mm-hmm. that someone could
1: write or sketch in. Information on the journal will be another roll.
2: Okay. I don't mind doing another roll if you will allow us to. Yeah, what yeah. kind of roll do you
1: want? So You've got two things left to examine. And each of them will take a role for uh, the flavor
2: of information on it. You've got the journal and this odd tool. Okay, so you've got the tool and I've got the journal, which makes yep. sense. I can pick what I want, I can do the same thing again, or I need to pick something other than what I did last time. I think it's more fun if you don't do the exact same role,
1: but it is an option if you want to argue for it. These these next two roles I am flipping on.
2: Oh, fun. So, what is viable uh, for, the, for the journal? Obviously, perception, vigilance, probably another one.
1: Mhm. It would take warfare. Oh! Uh, streetwise would work as well. Perception of vigilance, uh, I give you two boosts. I'll
2: do perception, and it's two boosts, and what's the difficulty plus your flip?
1: This one's also hard with the uh, setback. The setback's for all the water damage to everything. You.
2: Are you flipping on me on this one? Yes. Okay, so that's going to be two purple and a red in a setback. That's right. Ah, two failures, not threats. Totally bleh. The blues did
1: nothing. It's, it's so waterlogged that it's just kind of a big floppy mess. The this pages are all stuck together. I mean, you don't even really get to dig into it too much to even see the, the writing. As you try and pull a page or two apart from the other pages, it you know, one rips one way because it's just still wet paper, and what you see underneath is still largely washed away. Pen or pencil or whatever was in here is pretty damaged.
2: That makes sense. I mean, what should I roll? And you're going for the muddy tool. Yeah. Can I roll melee?
1: No, don't think you can. Aw, why not? Well, I mean, if you want to stab somebody
2: with it, you can. No, 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 no. I'm just pointing out that if you had the skill in that thing to do the thing, you could roll, technically roll melee as like an education. of Oh, I know all about melee weapons, so I can apply my knowledge to understanding. I mean,
1: if it was a melee weapon... Yes. It's not a weapon. <laughs> okay, fair point. So, uh mechanics, warfare would be fine, perception and survival.
2: Yeah, I'll do warfare. I'm going to flip. All right, I'm rolling that. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, you got Hey, look, you got the Look, you got the despair in there. Two failures, four advantages, one despair. Pickleson picks up the
1: tool. It it fits well enough in his hand, and it's not much bigger, but between the weight of it he's found kind of where the handle is, and then there's a the little part that sticks up from it, and kind of handling it, there's just this odd familiarity to it of, you, you've seen it before you probably saw like sometime during your service but it's pretty beat up, and it's covered in mud, and you're not quite sure, and you're kind of fidgeting with it a little bit and then there's, it kind of squeezes together in the handles, Some mud kind of falls out from it. And then a spring from the middle flies out and it falls apart in your hands onto the table in oh. 2 pencilish size pieces. Or could have been a, an odd pair of, of scissors, maybe but it's come completely apart so that's the clues that you can have from Mm -hmm. the investigation the despair was it was falling it fell apart yeah there's nothing else to really glean from it it's pretty much garbage now any other useful information it may have contained or, or been on it to ascertain has been waterlogged flogged and destroyed okay Captain Chelsea basically kind of takes the lead there after you've looked over all the items and takes you to another kind of converted stable. There's four other members of your party expedition there. They've saddled six horses and two mules with supplies for staying out in the bush for a while. And they actually have you mount up and ride out and you ride away from the palace to the northwest corner of the, the city where a farmstead is basically, put you up for the night uh. in the, the nearby stable. Uh. When the the morning comes, everybody packs up rather quietly. Captain Chelsea reminds a few of her men that,
0: This mission will have no yes ma'ams, no ma'ams or any salutes. We are to use first names only, no rank or titles. Is that clear? We are to keep Luther here safe, allow him to do his work, and ensure he returns to report to Her Majesty. In short, he is the mission. Understood? Good. Mount up.
1: Lockwood and Pickleson mount up. Luther, I
2: told you, I still prefer the boat to a horse any day. My butt's already sore and we haven't even got out of the city yet. We'll just have to make do I mean, at least you didn't say i should like marry the empress or something oh i didn't want to do that in front of the soldiers comes from the front of the line annika takes
1: the lead lockwood and Pickleson fall in behind in a uh, single file line you guys are right off into the sunrise Thank you for listening to the latest episode of the Fox Glove Letters. We hope you've enjoyed the adventure so far and can't wait to see where the story goes. Before we go, we want to let you know that we love hearing from our listeners. If you have a question for our players, their characters, a comment on the story, or just want to say hello, drop us a line at DiceyCantina at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram and YouTube at DiceyCantina for behind the scenes artwork and world building. Or if you just prefer to chat, join the Discord. Links to everything are in the show notes. If you're enjoying the show, please consider giving us a five-star rating and review on your favorite podcast platform, as it helps us grow the show and reach more listeners. The Foss Club of Letters is a creation of Dicey Cantina, playing Genesis by Edge Studio. Until next time, dear listeners, don't forget the words of Mr. Cunningham when he said,
2: don't just watch the world pass you by. Reach out and grab the stars.